0: Good morning, everybody, and uh, a happy Christmas to you all from the Harvest team. We hope that you have a fantastic day and enjoy the celebration and the richest of God's blessing as we remember the birth of His Son, Jesus Christ. Today, we're going to be having a look at that passage in Scripture that talks about the shepherds being out in the field and uh, the angel appearing to them. And I've always find it quite curious that when an angel appears or when there's some sort of manifestation of the glory of God and of course the glory is the the beauty of God the wonder of God the perfection of his character and his attributes whenever that gets manifested to human beings the immediate response is fear and somebody says to me well of course it's fear I mean there's something paranormal happening to these shepherds sitting in the field out at night but Maybe it's more than that and I I believe that it is more than that. So we're going to have a look at that today and in particular this hymn that the angels sang when um, heaven broke into earth with the whole host of heaven, (coughs) heaven I beg your pardon, coming down and singing this hymn, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he's pleased. So let's start uh, Luke chapter 2 verse 8 going through until verse 20, and I'll read it to you now. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and they were filled with fear. I beg your pardon, I missed the most important part out. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Peace among those with whom he's pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, and which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The key to understanding this puzzle which I have posed in the introduction is right there in that hymn. I wonder why the angels sang, glory to God in the highest and on earth... Peace among those with whom he is pleased. It's, it's a hymn, although it's a pretty short hymn, and as far as I can tell, it doesn't even rhyme. Glory to God and peace among men. Glory and peace. Let's have a look at those two things, because we've seen that they seem to be a little bit mutually exclusive in the sense that when the glory of God shines around, people are afraid. So the glory of God. What is the glory of God? So the glory to God, um, the, what the angels sang there, glory to God, means let's declare that God is glorious. And then it says glory to God in the highest. And that's short for let's sing praises to God who is in heaven. God in the highest, God who is in heaven. So glory to God in the highest means let us declare that God who is in heaven is glorious. Why is God glorious? Well, it's because of his character. Every aspect of his character is perfect. It's because of his attributes. Every one of his attributes is superlative. Take God's joy, for example. We observe his joy and his exuberance in creation. God is happier than we will ever grasp. Think of the way he created the birds to sing and the stars to shine. Every morning, the birds' chorus greets the dawn, And every evening the stars throb with light. There is no one and there is nothing in the whole of the universe that is as happy as God. And the same goes for every aspect of his character, every attribute that he has. And when beings, now this is important, when beings that are created by God, like the angel, reflect his glory, his glory is manifested on earth. And his glory literally shines. Look here. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. Just one angel, folks, reflecting God's glory, and the shepherds were terrified. The glory literally shone around them. Folks, when we're confronted with the glory of God, it is profoundly disturbing have you ever wondered why well it's because you and i were created to manifest and reflect the glory of god in the same way as the angel did but the thing is that we no longer do the bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god we have in other words a glory problem because we now lack the glory that we were originally created to have deep down we know that we were created to have perfect self-control but now we binge and we feel ashamed deep down we know that we were created to be perfectly kind but then we treat our loved ones harshly and we feel guilty deep down we know that we should have perfect peace but now we're anxious and frustrated and we feel desperate Oh yes, folks, we do have a glory problem because we fall short of the glory of God and that was not the way it was originally intended to be. And because of this, therefore, the angels declared the glories of God. But why did they do that? It's a strange thing for them to do if they knew that it was going to make us feel so uncomfortable. How does declaring the glories of God address our glory problem? Well, the angels knew that if we could begin to see the glory of God clearly again, then we could begin to be transformed into His glorious likeness. This is what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says, and we all with unveiled face, in other words, without any block between us and what we should be able to see, and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. I pray, I pray folks, that we would see the glory of God today. I pray that we would see Him in all His glory. I pray that we would see Him as more valuable than anything else in the whole of creation. Because nothing... Absolutely nothing is in the same category as God. Nothing can stand beside Him to be compared to Him. He is beautiful beyond description and nothing that you desire compares to Him. But the sad thing is that many people, and we often go through times in our lives when we don't see God in that way. We cannot see the glory of God. Other things seem far more real and concrete and tangible and appealing to us. There is, as the angels might have said, this veil hanging over our faces that dims the glory of God. And yet the angels knew, they knew that Jesus was going to tear away the veil. Jesus would make it possible for us to see the glory of God again and to start changing progressively into God's Likeness. So finally, finally, at last, God was beginning to make a way for men to accurately reflect His glory again, to be drawn to His glory rather than afraid of it. And so that's why the angels sang, giving glory to God. That's the glory side. What about peace among men? Now, when the veil has been removed, that block and we begin to see God's glory, it sparks a profound lack of peace in us. We realize that we keep falling short of the glory of God. In other words, we sin because that's what sin is. Sin is not being as perfect as God is perfect or as patient as God is patient or as kind as God is kind. And every time we fall short of that glory, we hurt God. We were created to be sons and daughters of God and yet we have become his enemies we've become rebels because we've treasured other things more than God and we've hurt him deeply and you know from your own life and your own experiences that when we hurt someone who's close to us deeply the relationship breaks down and there is no longer any peace and it was this alienation this separation that Jesus came to save us from. The angel Gabriel declared here that Jesus was to be a saviour who is Christ the Lord. What kind of saviour we ask ourselves? A military saviour? A political saviour? Would he save Israel from the Romans? No. No, he came to save us from our greatest oppressor. Sin itself. How do we know this? Well, consider Matthew 1.21. That's when Gabriel came to talk to Joseph. And he told Joseph that he must name Mary's son Jesus. Why would he be called Jesus? Well, in the Hebrew, it means rescuer or savior. And so Gabriel established that Jesus had credentials as a savior. And there's nothing new there. But then he clarified what Jesus would actually save us from. And he said he will save his people from their sins. Matthew 1 21. Jesus came to save you and I from the effects of sin and the worst effect is this alienation from God. But notice that the angel sang peace among those with whom he is pleased. He being God. Peace among those with whom God is pleased other versions say peace to those on whom his favor rests who are these who are these on whom God's favor rests how do we attract the favor of God do we work for it by trying to be good by trying to earn brownie points with God check out the response of the shepherd in today's shepherds in today's reading their response was simply one of belief They believed that Jesus was who God said he was. And they proved their belief by acting on it. The belief came first, followed by the actions. They said, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They're already speaking as if it's happened. They've heard that it's happened, they believe it, they speak as if it's happened. Let's go and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. They believed, and they acted on their belief, and then they declared their belief. Look at verse 17, and when they saw it, they made known what God had told them. They made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. Folks, this is all it takes to attract the favor of God so that we can be drawn to his glory rather than afraid of it. It's by believing that Jesus is who God said he is. And once that happens, the actions follow. They went to Bethlehem. They declared what they had heard and what God had told them through the angels but it's always the belief that needs to come first. And so in closing, I'd just like to contrast some different responses here. There's the response of those who heard the shepherds, and then there's the response of Mary. And we can see in this passage that Luke is actually contrasting those responses as well. Just look at verses 18 and 19. Between the two verses, there's a but. It's setting up A comparison between two different responses. Take a look. Verse 18. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. So on the one hand, you have people wondering. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. It's clear, folks, that Mary already believed. So she treasured the testimony of the shepherds she pondered what was happening in her heart but everyone else wondered they hadn't got to the point of believing yet and now perhaps you're beginning to sense that you've got a glory problem that things are not the way they should be in your life in fact you yourself are not as you should be perhaps you're wondering maybe you were created to reflect your creator The glorious one the one whose character and attributes are perfect in every way and what i would say to you today is keep wondering keep exploring and i pray that you will become like the shepherds who believed like mary who believed and treasured all these things i pray that your wondering will change to believing may you believe that the baby in the manger is as his name suggests, the one who will save you from your sin and allow God's favour, his peace, to rest on you now and forevermore. Shall we pray? Father God, we so long to be people who see you as the all-surpassing treasure that you are, the glorious one, the one whose every characteristic and every attribute is perfect. Lord, help us not to be drawn to other things. And Father, we pray that as you reveal your glory in our lives, that it would attract us to you, rather than making us feel uncomfortable, rather than giving us a lack of peace. And Father, I, I pray that every person today would move from that place of wandering to that place belief that we would be able to experience peace between you our father and our creator the one who created us the one who who loved us the one who wants us to be drawn to him lord help us to see you father god in that way today and we pray all of these things in jesus name amen well thank you so much for joining us i hope that you have a fantastic Christmas, great celebration with family and friends and we look forward to connecting with you again in the new year. Cheers for now.